Spring is finally here, Tim Leonard. You can finally. feel it in the air. 70s. I think we even got some 80s the other day here in Syracuse. You don't see this very often in May. It's amazing. <laughs> we, we even got out and it's played a different some world. golf yep. the other day. Yep. I got out for the first time in like two years. You yeah. got out for the first time in like two days. That bad, and too. That, this weather, it just makes you better in all aspects. Exactly. Tim, so scratch nice. golfer, for those who don't know. Yeah, people forget. <laughs> people forget that Tim is a scratch golfer. Anyways, the NFL draft has come and gone. Syracuse had Zaire Franklin picked, but we've got Paris Bennett, who was signed by the Green Bay Packers. He's joining the show today. Should be some fun stuff. I'm really excited for this one. Great stuff from Paris Bennett. Yeah, I think it's awesome that he's with the Green Bay Packers. Obviously kind of a good fit. We've kind of touched on this in the past, and he's just one of those guys that every Syracuse fan loved in his time here. He had a great four-year career, great work ethic, and I, I'm really excited to see what he does in the NFL. All right, let's do it. Here's Paris Bennett. Without Jerry McNamara, we would have won 10 f***ing games this year. You're watching the Fizz. Okay? Not 10. What's up, Fizz fans? Most brutal thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome back to another episode of the Fizz. And especially when it comes from our people. And welcome to the Fizz! Joined now on the FizzCast by former Syracuse linebacker, now playing with the Green Bay Packers, Paris Bennett. Paris, thanks so much for joining us here on the FizzCast today. Uh, thanks for having me, man. So first, we just want to kind of get a little glimpse into what your whole college experience was like. And I think one of the real big things to hit on is Dino Babers and the coaching change that happened. First off, can you just tell us a little bit what Dino was like to have as a coach? Um, okay, for sure. Uh, Dino was definitely a great coach, honestly. He brought in a real family aspect. You can tell he wanted the guys just to be close as a team. You know, just everybody can hold each other accountable from the freshmen up to the seniors, you know what I'm saying? But he also wanted everybody to play their role. You know, everybody had their job on the team. You know, that everybody's 111th was important. And that no one was no important than the other, you know what I'm saying? And I mean, not saying that Scott Schaefer didn't incorporate that as, as well, but just, you know, really harped on it. And then, Paris, what was it like when Schaefer left, kind of a defensive-minded coach, and then you bring in Dino, who's an offensive-minded coach, kind of in the middle of your career at Syracuse there. What was your mindset when that all happened? Um, honestly, as being a defensive player, I actually was excited for the change because, I mean, you know, of course you want to have a coach who cares about defense, but, like, I felt like we need to score points on offense, you know, in this league just to have a chance, you know, to succeed that you need to be able to score. So, I mean, of course you guys want low-scoring games as a defensive player, but, I mean, it was nice seeing our offense put up points. Now, Paris, someone who I'm sure you grew really close with over your time at SU, Zaire Franklin, you two really anchored down that linebacker unit, and it's a defense that drew a lot of criticism throughout your time, but linebackers were really one of the strengths throughout and arguably had the best linebacking core in the ACC at times during your tenure. What was your relationship like with Zaire, both on and off the field? Um, you know, Zaire's, everyone who knows me knows that Zaire is one of my best friends in life. Uh, especially, you know, coming to Syracuse, we definitely bonded even before we were officially at on campus. Like, he reached out to me in recruiting, took our official visit together and stuff like that. So, I mean, you know, it was cool playing next to you. You know, your best friend and, you know, somebody that you know is going to be accountable and someone that's going to hold you accountable. And then there's four other guys that are kind of in a similar position to you right now from Syracuse, Steve Ishmael, Zaire, or Phillips, and then Jamar McGloster. 
Have you guys all been keeping in touch? Uh, yeah, you know, we definitely talk about the process together, you know, just trying to see what everybody's going through. You know, we're all on different teams except for Steve and uh, Zaire, but, you know, we're just trying to help each other through the process, you know what I'm saying, just keep motivating each other. So do you guys have, like, a, a giant group chat, or are you on GroupMe, or what? How are you guys keeping in uh, touch? It's more reaching out to each other, if anything. Now, there's a giant group chat with the team or whatever, but, I mean, as far as us five, we just kind of, you know, text each other. And then as far as you, when you saw the Green Bay Packers or when they gave you that call on draft day, what was kind of running through your mind? Um, that This was the opportunity I needed, you know. They were um, one of the top teams on my list as far as if I didn't get drafted where I felt like I had the best chance to make the roster. And, you know, uh, even though it's a different like style defense with 3-4 coming from a 4-3, it's still, you know, I just wanted to learn as much football as I can, so I felt like it would just help me. So you're a Detroit guy. Did you grow up a Lions fan? Yes, I did. So how tough is this for you? Um, it's definitely tough, but I mean, you know, I knew the NFL would be a business and that I would probably end up more than likely playing against the Lions and playing for <laughs> them. So, Well, I grew up a Bears fan, so I- I've been through the trenches of dealing with the Green Bay Packers for 20-plus years now. So. Right. <laughs> I- I'm hoping you're not the next one to torture them. Maybe you wind up with the Lions or something like that. And I can deal with that a little bit more. Um, anyways, though, but you, now you're going to a team with an unbelievable legacy, one of the most storied franchises in NFL history. When you walk through that door for the first time in Green Bay, how taken aback are you? Oh, man, it was, it was amazing to see, man. The tradition they have at that place is unreal. So you can tell that Green Bay, they love the Packers there, man. It seems like everything is green and yellow. Uh, all their facilities are right in the middle of Green Bay, all by each other. They, all the fans, like I heard, there's a night practice like every Friday night. Expect like 8,000 fans there. It's like a high school football game, but for practice. So I'm excited. So walk me through kind of you graduate Syracuse and then your mentality immediately switches to the NFL. And what was that whole process like compared to what you thought it was going to be like kind of going into it? Um, it's a long process. I mean, I figured it would be a long process, and you you don't know what to expect until you finally make it to the facility and actually try to, you know, make the team. And I was just looking forward to the opportunity, man, just working out as hard and as soft as I could, you know, just to be prepared, you know, physically and mentally for it. Now, during the undrafted free agent process, were there multiple teams that reached out to you? And if so, what made the Packers stand out? Um, honestly, I just, the Packers were at the top of my list, so once they offered, you know, we took it. I'm not exactly sure if I got any other offers, but I wasn't looking into signing bonus money or anything like that. I looked strictly into what situation would be the best for me to make the team. And then looking more at your Syracuse career now, what would you say are kind of some of the best memories you have from that four-year career, especially the Clemson one, I guess, would stand out, but anything else Mm -hmm. or... Anything that you really take away from those four years? Um, honestly, just the big wins, like you said, like Clemson, even the Virginia Tech win. Like the Virginia Tech win really showed like I was, we could really compete in the ACC and in the country. Honestly, I knew coming out of that game that this is something that we could do, you know, more often than people believe. And I mean, the Clemson, the fact that we beat Clemson the next year shows that I felt like we could compete with anybody in that. We could have easily a, a winning record, if not an undefeated record. 
what's the toughest part? You mentioned getting people to believe. What's the toughest part of going into a game like a Clemson where if you ask 100 analysts, all 100 are picking the Tigers? Um, honestly, it's the toughest part is just keeping believing in you know yourself, you know, as your team. Just keep and make sure everybody around them knows that if we do our job better than them, that we're going to win. And it has nothing to do with stars and guys having all these, you know, accolades and like all Americans and stuff like that. That really comes down to which team performs the best on all aspects, offense, defense, and special teams. So what do you miss most about Syracuse? Is there a spot on Marshall Street or anything that you wish you could have right now? Um, honestly, right now, I just I miss the team, man. I miss my guys from the team, like my young guys. I'm looking forward to see what they're going to do at the next level. You don't miss the cold yet, do you? Well, I mean, I'll be, I'll be in a lot more snow. So <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if it's that bad it. in Green Bay. Uh, it was snow when I got there. So Was it really? Wow. Yeah, even though it was warm, it was still snow there. <laughs> they, they had just got like 20-something inches. Wow. Or two before. <laughs> so not ideal either way weather-wise, right. but I'm sure you'll take the NFL team any day. Uh, but I want to go back to that Clemson win real quick. What what are some of the things that maybe people don't know about it? Maybe some of the behind the scenes stuff or the week leading up to it. Were there any things that were happening before, during, or after the game that people just don't know about? Um, honestly, going into it, we believed we were going to win, so I don't think people really know that. Honestly, I mean, watching the film, you know, stuff like that. We just knew they had weaknesses that we could get get a, uh, capitalize on and stuff like that. So. I mean, I feel like not a lot of people would, would see that from the outside looking at. What do you feel like was the coolest experience of that entire game? I mean, it's, of course, the win is cool, but like the atmosphere and stuff like that or something outside the celebration, what was yeah. of it all? What was the coolest part? I mean, you know, just seeing the fans rush the field and seeing how happy everyone else was. Like, see that everyone um, could enjoy the win just like we could, you know. It was great seeing fans coming and congratulating me and stuff like that. So just to make the fans happy, man, that was the best part. Going back to Coach Babers, I mean, we've all seen his postgame speeches, even that Clemson game like we're talking about, but what is he like as a coach in terms of his coaching style, or what's he even like behind closed doors? I mean, he's just a, he's a real hands-on coach. You know, he's not one of those figurehead head coaches who's just walking around and, you know, just making sure the little, like, you know, just not really doing too much. He's he's always going around making sure everyone's doing things right, making sure even the coaches are coaching things right. Like he's a real hands-on guy, and you know that's what I liked about him. He definitely didn't just sit back and relax. You know, he definitely wanted to push everyone, including the coaches, to be great. Now the Packers, as a program, have a real knack for finding some of these undrafted free agents. You look at guys like Tremont Williams, Sam Shields, Colin Jenkins over the years. So what what makes it so special that they wanted you? Um, honestly, I'm, I'm, they just said they, they like my athleticism on the inside and stuff like that. And, I mean, I don't know. This, this pack is one of those organizations where they stress that it doesn't matter where you went as long as you're here. You know, you got an opportunity to make the team. And so that's what I love here when I first got there. So. I'm looking forward to the opportunity. And then what are some specific parts about your game, or what's the mentality like kind of in this in-between process before you get to OTAs and training camp? Um, and just making sure I'm in the best shape I can and that I can 
move as fast and efficiently as I can, you know. NFL speed is definitely definitely another level. And honestly, even after just rookie like orientation I had the past weekend, even though it was all rookies, you can already tell the speed of the game is already faster. So I can only imagine how fast the veterans move. Now, when you walk through those facilities, I don't know who exactly was there aside from the rookies and the coaching staff, but was there anyone you ran into and you were maybe a little starstruck seeing in person? Uh, nah, no, nobody I saw was there. I didn't even get to see anybody. I mean, I heard some guys saw Jimmy Graham walking around, but I didn't see him. What, what do you think your first interaction with Aaron Rodgers is going to be like? Um, it's going to be interesting, man. I've been watching him on TV for so long. It's crazy to think that he was... He's going to be in the same locker room as me, <laughs> And then looking at the Syracuse football program now, you had that big one over Clemson. You've had that one of the big wins in the past two years, Virginia Tech and then Clemson. You've got guys like Eric Dungy and Strickland coming back to man the offense. What would you say is kind of the direction of the program and where they're at right now? Uh, honestly, man, they're just trying to you know, make a bowl game, man. They're trying to win, and that's, that's something I believe that they're going to do. We've got a lot of talent coming back on both sides of the ball, honestly. So I just can't see them not taking that next step in year three. And, and you bring up the bowl game. That's something that obviously you guys really wanted to accomplish but didn't get to. How, what was kind of the, the mindset the last time you walked that field after the Boston College loss uh, that you couldn't get to that bowl game? And, and what did you tell the guys after the game so they wouldn't have to kind of feel the same thing that you guys did? I mean, you know, I just told them that, you know, everything kind of happens for a reason. I just want them to know that you can't settle for things like this, even though it happened to us. That doesn't mean it has to happen to them. You know what I'm saying? that You know, sometimes misfortune happens and things don't work out the, play, the way you do, but you just have to just keep working and believing that they will. So I was just like, don't let this discourage you because you guys, you know, a lot of guys feel like we had some good leadership in my class and stuff like that, but... I was just saying that it doesn't mean everything. You know, I'm saying that everybody just has to come to play every week. and Everything will fall into place. So all the Syracuse fans have gotten to know you for your great tackling and work ethic on the field, but what's Paris Bennett like off the field? Oh, man, I'm just, just a relaxing guy. I, mean, I love video games. I mean, I hang with my friends, you know. I don't really I don't do too much, man. It's not many, many much to do uh, when it comes to being me, man. So, so what video games are you playing? Are you in on the Fortnite craze? Oh, man. I'm in Fortnite. I'm on it all day every day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what, how many times have you won? Um, I got like 50 squad wins. Wow. Oh, yeah. I, I play a lot, man. <laughs> Tim, o- Tim over here has got what? One win? Yeah. No, I, uh, you got one win? I can't get over the hump, man. I'm always <laughs> second or third. I just can't get to that next level. Are you Are you playing with any of the guys from Syracuse in those squad wins? Uh, actually, no. I haven't because like, a lot of guys be on Xbox. I'm on PS4. So oh, I, so I play with a lot of guys that are actually just Syracuse students or like friends from home. Oh, okay. So, so what advice do you have for Tim to get over the hump? Honestly, man, all I got to say is get aggressive, man. The more aggressive you are and the more confident you are in your game, that's just going to make the wins come. That's what I had to learn. I started going for kills and I started getting wins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what people are telling me. I don't know, man. I just I panic once it's second or third. <laughs> I, I choke down the stretch. I've just got to get that one win, get the monkey off the back, and then I think it'll be smooth sailing. <laughs> for sure. Um, who, who's the best Fortnite player on the team? Um, Both Packers and Syracuse that you've seen. 
I wouldn't. I can't even tell you package wise right now. I haven't really seen too many guys play, but uh, Syracuse. Oof, that's hard. I gotta say myself honestly because I don't. I don't. I don't see many people posting too many. Too many wins. Fifty squad match. wins is pretty strong. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, I just. Me and the guys I play with, we 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 take it serious. <laughs> <laughs> Well, who would uh, who would some of the other guys say is the best? Who's second best on the team? Um, even though he's champion, I saw Caden. He had a nice amount of kills. Really, he's, he's been. I saw him post a lot of wins on the team. Um, I know Valdez, Austin Valdez plays. I know he's pretty solid too. So it's a lot of defensive guys. Yeah, those are the guys I've seen. I, I've I've seen Dungy play. I've heard he's solid. I've heard Dungy solid. I know Dungey played against uh, Mahoney, didn't he? Yeah, Mahoney. I know him and Mahoney's played. I mean, I've definitely seen them post some snaps about it. Who's better between the two of them? Um, I've honestly seen Mahoney post more, so I would have to say from what I've seen on social media, Mahoney. But. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, one last thing for you. I, I know this is a big question for all the rookies usually, but what's the first thing you bought after you signed that contract with the, with the Packers? Ah, man. Can't even lie to you. I haven't bought anything yet, so... You gotta get yourself an Xbox, man. You can play with all the other guys. uh, You know, it's crazy. That's gonna be probably a little down the line. First thing, certainly, I gotta get a mother's. What are you thinking? Uh, My mom actually bought her a Pandora, which is a while ago, so I might get a few more charms. She Mm. really likes them. So um, I can can splurge a little bit with the charms this time instead of only... (laughs) All right, Paris, thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Good luck with the Packers. Good luck out there in Fortnite. We look forward to watching your career. All right, thanks. Appreciate it. Thanks appreciate for having me. Great stuff there from Paris Ben. Always fun to talk about the non-football aspects. Yeah, he's you, a good dude. You, you got to step up your, your Fortnite game. Yeah, especially <laughs> Get aggressive. that. 50 squad wins, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm about to hit the sticks later, later tonight because – I don't know. If someone can do that, that gives me hope. But uh, really cool dude and really awesome. I hope he works out in the Packers. That's such a great fit for him. I think we talked about this. They've been really good at getting undrafted free agents and getting linebackers in particular. So I hope it works out for him. Yeah, and he's one of those guys, too. I mean, you look at all the Syracuse guys, really, that got drafted. Or not drafted, rather, that got picked up. Or in Zaire Franklin's case, drafted. But these are high work ethic type guys these are guys that NFL teams are really going to like. And yeah. I think that's part of the reason why a Paris Bennett could work. And even you've seen Dino Babers come out and say stuff about Zaire Franklin, how there's no way in hell that the Colts are cutting Zaire Franklin. Yeah, how could you? I mean, it seems like every Syracuse fan would agree that they love Paris Bennett and they love being around him or just seeing him on the on the field and his work ethic. He was always there. You knew the effort he was going to give night in and night out or game in and game out, and he always produced for them. He's a guy that just makes your locker room better just by his mentality and his work ethic. He was consistent, too. Very That's the consistent. real thing. You're seeing him multiple 100-tackle seasons. This is a guy who gets it done on the defensive side. Certainly could work out. You're learning under some of the best coaches in the NFL. I mean, there is no team. And maybe I know this a little better than you do just because you haven't been tortured by it, but the Green <laughs> Bay Packers know how to teach their defense to play. Yeah. You know how to, they just know how to breed the system. I remember, I mean, every single year I see the, the stat that comes up. Whenever the Bears play the Packers, it's the Bears have had X number of quarterbacks since Aaron Rodgers 
first started. They've had X number of quarterbacks since Brett Favre started. And it's just a monumental number. It is through the roof. And you look also at how much of Green Bay's talent is homegrown, and meaning you get them through the draft. Right. I, I don't have I the numbers in front of me. Team in the league. It's more than any other team. But I remember some years it seemed like there was 70-ish percent of your team was through the yeah. draft. That's crazy. No, they've got a winning culture, and that's so important. I mean, you can't stress that enough. Especially you, for a UDFA. Right, like, absolutely. Franklin. There's so, like many, Bennett, right. so many of these guys from Syracuse and other colleges that maybe would have worked out if they were just at a different team. So I think it's a great fit for him just because, like he said, when he walked in that locker room, it's just a different environment. They live and breed football there, and it's just such a winning culture. Yeah, if you want the the basketball comparison, it's like getting drafted by the Spurs or getting picked up by the Spurs where you can make a guy like a Patty Mills turn into something, turn a Manu yeah. Ginobili into a star. That's exactly what the Green Bay Packers are. They know how to find them. And they know how to make them great. Yeah, I think of all these, of the five guys, if you include Zaire in there, and the four undrafted free agents from Syracuse, he might be in the best fit right now just because they have such a winning culture there in Green Bay. So I think it's really going to work out. I'm optimistic, and I'm looking forward to seeing how he plays and goes through this progression. All right, that's going to do it for us here on the FizzCast today. Again, a special thanks to Paris Bennett. Great stuff as always. And we didn't get into a lot of the recruiting and basketball stuff that's going on. We're going to cover all that in Fizz Radio. If you can't catch it, it's Saturdays on the Score 1260 in Syracuse, or you can find it online and Orange Fizz on SoundCloud and iTunes. You get the full episode, all that, and more. So you'll get all of our basketball recruiting calls as well as some other football things, Eric Dungy, a bunch of stuff going on with him. As always, you can find us online, orangefizz.net. We're also on Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud, iTunes, at Orange Fizz. You know where to find us.